Welcome, welcome. This is According to Callus. It is August the 30th, 2022, and this is episode 250, and it's a Texas Tuesday. No, it's Texas Tuesday. Yeah, baby. Look, it is fantastic. I just happened to land on episode 250 on a Tuesday, so we can do a Texas Tuesday. So today we're going to talk about uh, a political science professor who thinks he knows better than everybody else, uh, some practical applications on how we can get some things done, and a little update about a court that has actually improved a Texas law. How did that happen? Well, stick around. Let's find out. Okay. So first things first, I noted that in uh, the Dallas Observer back in July 5th, Keep in mind that date. There was a rebuttal of sorts posted in the Dallas Observer when they were, I guess they had interviewed or carried something that Mr. Daniel Miller had done indicating that, oh, the esteemed political science professor at SMU, Cal Gilson, had determined that, no, in fact, you can't do what you want to do. Now, it should be fairly pointed out that he chaired the SMU's political science department and served as a member of the Council of Foreign Relations. All you internationalists and one-worlders out there, you'd be thrilled to know that he has assured us that it is complete nonsense that we can leave the union. That sounds an awful lot like an appeal to authority. Well, he explained that you'll have to abide by the Texas v. White that the union is perpetual. So that's right. Five or six people in a robe can determine what 30 million people ought to do all the way back from 1869. Either all the states can agree to let that state go or the defector can try and fight his way out. And then he points out that this court comes from the point of view that we just squashed you, but you can try it again. And then he says, Mr. Miller better clean his weapons because it's going to be a hell of a fight. Well, Mr. Jilson, or Professor Jilson, if you prefer, in my opinion, you're the one that needs to be prepared for a fight because I think you're going to be on the losing opinion of the majority of voters in the state of Texas if and when they ever get around to letting us have an actual vote on it. But little do I know, I am just a little... <clears throat> B.A. holder in political science and history. And, well, courts overturned themselves. And quite frankly, I would remind the esteemed professor that Andrew Jackson told the court they gave an opinion. Now let them try and enforce it. And secondarily, it is well known that a lot of states around the nation have been some quietly and some not so quietly, basically adoring federal law and Supreme Court opinions because that state wants to do something different so why would this be anything different and well you know because he wants to say that we have to wait for it he said just in case you're wondering battle tanks could reach the austin capital from fort hood in roughly an hour so we should go for it boys (laughs) no you should go for it like go to another state just saying the Adrian Shelley, who apparently is at the Texas office director for public citizen. We have no 
authority to secede, unlike some people believe. Really? And I'm sure the British said the same thing. And they lost. And while the Union won first go-round, doesn't mean they'll win again. And I don't think they have it in them to fight because, let's face it, they couldn't even keep Afghanistan under control. Now, Mr. Shelley, or Miss Shelley, I'm not sure which because it hadn't gotten to that point where they actually used a pronoun here. Their concern is that we... 10% of our population isn't connected to our main power grid. Well, we could fix that. What's your other question? And, oh, we'd have to come up with a treaty. Oh, well, treaties happen all the time, especially between friendly nations. Oh, and we would dismantle the Clean Air Act. Mm, Nah, I kind of like having clean air. Now, some of the Clean Air Act is over the top in nonsense, but by and large, we've grown kind of used to that. And those natural gas-fired... Power plant generators, they're pretty clean. And, oh, nuclear power, that's pretty clean. So, you know, that's just something you need to think about. It. You need to think. Do you think anybody wants to go backwards? I mean, that's as, almost as stupid as the argument that we want slavery. Nobody, except for certain African countries or Asian countries, actually thinks slavery is a good thing and wants to implement it. Nobody. So that's a really stupid question to a stupid answer. (laughs) Oh, do you really want to do this? Uh, uh, No. Let me tell you. If you're going to live your whole life in fear of what somebody else might say, then maybe, just maybe, you should just crawl back in that hole. And that would just be my opinion. And since the show is called According to Callus and it's kind of according to my opinion, that's where I'm going to go. And now on a text at Tuesday, it should also be noted that on the day after Independence Day, they put this uh, screed out saying that you can't declare independence. I wonder if they saw the irony there. I wonder if they gave that any thought before they printed this. Now, I've heard Cal Jillison before. I, I know who the guy is. I've never met him. I'm sure he's a pretty smart guy, but they had me at Council of Foreign Relations. Much like I remarked in yesterday's episode, these people actually expect us to believe that nationalists are the biggest boogeyman in the entire world right now. That nationalists are the cause of all that is wrong. And I'm sorry, they went from being European nationalists to white nationalists on a TV show. So I imagine it's only a matter of time before the predictive programming kicks in and Al Jilson here is going to be worried about a bunch of white people in Texas. I mean, what's funny is the entirety of this article is keyed around the area that some Republicans want to do this. Well, what they left out is there's a whole lot of independence and A sizable minority of Democrats that want the same thing. They want to be independent from the nonsense that goes on in D.C. They figure it's easier and cheaper to fix the problems in Austin than it is in D.C. So, the other thing I want to say is, I am tired of the old yarn that we want to secede. Yes, that's true. 
but it's more about declaring independence. And I con- I constantly remind my friends and allies that it's independence. Don't use the word secede. Yes, I know what it is, but that's a dirty word. Our entire life, we've been told that secession's terrible. It's the end of the world. It's those dirty pro-slave Southerners, and we don't want to be lumped in with them. Oh, no. You're right. They were successful. They warped the mind of multiple generations that can only see one issue in the war of Southern secession. They can only understand that there was one motivating thing going on there. Never mind the abuses of the North and the Unionists. Never mind the military dictatorship that was imposed upon the 11 states that had the audacity to tell the Federal Union we don't want to be a part anymore. And they wanted to peacefully leave, but they weren't allowed to. But I'm here to tell you, if history should repeat, if Texas should declare, yeah, that's all well and good, feds, but we're kind of done. We're going to, we're out. I highly doubt there's going to be the stomach for that same thing again. It's proven over and over again that if you have a people that wish to be free, they will be successful. They have to have the determination and the willingness to suffer in order to attain that. And it's a little bit concerning when I look at my friends in the liberty community or my friends in the independence community. And I don't know that they're, myself included, I don't know that we are up for the battle that is to come. We ought to prepare ourselves for that. And the eventual outcome is goes our way. We have to be prepared to protect ourselves in our new country. <clears throat> Nationalists or Texians want to put Texas first. They want to understand that there is a value to being a Texian or a Tejano, that there's a value built in to putting Texas before the other country around us or the other countries that are next to us. This is something that seems to be lost in the greater narrative. This is something that seems to be thrown in our faces all the time. There's this great angst that we want to go back to the way things were. Well, yes, some, but not really. It's more we were reaching to obtain what could have been or what we almost had. And I think there's a certain amount of fear in the powers that be that they don't want us to look for that. They don't want us to reach for that. They like us right where we're at. They like us enslaved in our mind and chained to the current dichotomy of left versus right. And you can only depend upon the government to save you from either side. I think it'd be fair to say that most of us that are right of center have more in common with most of those other folks that are left of center than we do with any of the people in Austin or in DC. Just a thought. So how do we go about doing this? Just like everything else, you have to build your ground team. You have to get people to talk about the issues. Right now, the Texas nationalist movement are experts at this. You should reach out to them. Right now, there are all sorts of clubs and independent groups that favor the Republicans. And they generally are scared of this. They're generally afraid of being lumped in with secessionists and those evil slavers from the South from 150 or actually 160 years ago. But that's bunk. That's nonsense. Shut up. Move on. Nobody's talking about that. Nobody wants that. 
the pre-antebellum South, it realistically wasn't substantially worse than the pre-antebellum North. You had one slaveholding republic versus another slaveholding republic being forced to be subjugated by the Yankees. The problem in most of our country right now comes to the fact that Yankees think they know what's best, that Yankees want to push that upon us. And this is the way we choose to leave and we want live. And this is what we want you to do. We're not going to allow you to leave and do something different. We're not going to allow you to have a difference of opinion. You must do what we say. You see this play out all the time at the federal level, all the time coming from Yankee land. Some of us have some different ideas and we're not really comfortable with the way they things do things up in Yankee land, but then they go running to the guys in robes to make us change our minds. That's not very convincing, but that's what we have. And then the fact that a state of 30 plus million people would knuckle under and just bow down because five people in black robes told them to, it's just ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous. We have our own state legislature. They work for us. We have a governor, a lieutenant governor, attorney general, and all these other commissioners. They work for us. We need to reach out to them and tell them, hey, we want to explore the idea of being independent. We want to understand what's involved with being independent. You work for us. Provide us some information. Yeah, yeah, we know you're afraid. We know you're not interested. That's okay. We'll replace you next time around. But for right now, we want to know what the legit scoop is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know about Texas v. White, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, We hold these truths self-evident, right? We want to declare our own independence. If uh, we can't do it now, then we couldn't do it before, but we did anyway. Heck, Canada got their independence. How many other countries around the world have had their independence declared even when they were told they couldn't? Don't be afraid, my friends. Don't be afraid. Just keep working. Keep asking questions. Build the metaphorical army. Last thing. In Texas, we changed our law regarding firearm ownership and carrying. And in an ironic twist of faith, the Republicans raised the age from 18 to 21. So you're a legal adult, but you're not 21, so therefore you don't get to carry concealed or open without a permit. Well, court said, well, that's all well and good, but you're kind of violating the Constitution by doing that. Now, my hope, my wish, and my prayer is that the Attorney General of the state of Texas will say, okay, We'll abide by that. I mean, that's an instant cop-out for all the Republicans that were afraid of that. And it shuts down all the Democrats' complaints because, well, a court said so. If you're an adult and you live in Texas, you shouldn't have to beg permission to carry a firearm. You shouldn't have to ask permission to wear it concealed or open. You're an adult. You're supposed to be responsible for yourself and your family. And one of the ways you can do that is to be properly armed. Now, many people have said, including my own sheriff, yes, that's fine. They should be properly armed, but they should also be properly trained to be armed. And you know what? I agree and I'll concur in so far as if you are a responsible carry person, you will be trained on how to proper carry and proper use of that firearm. Agreed, 100%. But... 
It should not be mandatory. They, the courts, the legislature should not try and force anybody to do anything. Because I'm going to tell you, I have a lot more faith in a father teaching a son or daughter or a mother teaching her son or her daughter how to properly carry a firearm than some person that's interested in about getting their 20 to 150 bucks to quote unquote train somebody to go do something. Now I'm sure there's some liability and whatever else goes on in that. And I'm sure the insurance companies are going to stick their mitts all over this, but you're either a free citizen in a Republic or you're not. You're either a free citizen or you're a subject. Only subjects have to beg and say, may I? We did away with that in 1776. We tried to do away with it again in 1862. Unfortunately, it didn't work out so well for us. And then again in 1913, they twisted the knob even further to make it mother may I that much more difficult. But I'm here to tell you, and at least this one thing, the courts sided with us. The courts determined that those rights are inalienable. They're protected by the Second Amendment. And therefore, state of Texas, when you change your law, you cannot exclude three years of people because it scares you. Because you're worried. And I'm grateful for that. And when Texas gets their independence, we'll get an opportunity to write these laws better the first time. To respect individual God-given liberties the first time. To limit the access and control the government has over our lives. There will be no more emergency measures from an elected official in Austin that can shut down the entirety of the state. We won't tolerate that. But for some odd reason, we have thus far. For some odd reason, we continue to tolerate two plus years worth of declared, or I'm sorry, a declared emergency because it gives us more money. I'm sorry. My rights can't be purchased for that cheap. I'm thinking about a new tagline for my uh, podcast here. You know, one of my favorite talk show hosts from back in the day in Milwaukee was Mark Belling. And he would enter his show saying, standing up for Milwaukee. I'm Mark Belling and this is the Mark Belling Show. Well, I'm not Mark Belling. I don't have the voice that Mark Belling has. I got to tell you, I think I'm standing up for Texas. I don't know if I could pull off a standing up for Texas, but how about a standing up for Collin County? This is according to Callis. I don't know. I put that out there. Answer in the comments. Give a thumbs up, whatever. Let me know if you think that's something I could pull. It'd be fun because, again, my underlying overall purpose in doing this show, and now I have officially 250 Numbered episodes is to argue for rights and liberty, put forth an argument that there perhaps is a better way to do things, and defend our rights and liberty at the local level, the county level, and the state level. And I've said over and over again, we can't fix D.C. We have a chance to fix Austin. But we can certainly affect change in the county we live in. I happen to live in Collin County. I happen to have a pretty darn good commissioner's court led by an awesome county judge. I have my concerns about some of the leadership in the local cities, the municipal, the municipal, the municipal leadership in many of these cities leaves a lot to be desired. And don't even get me started on the school boards. But you know what? 
If we get off our duffs and we pay attention and we do a little work, we can fix those problems. We can address these issues head on. They're out there. We talk about, or I talk about school boards. I talk about the city. Wow, I'm getting a little excited. Knocked over my mic. We talk about stuff at the county level. And I definitely talk about stuff at the state level. I try to inform you about what's going on. I give you my opinion. Because if you're listening to me, it's because you're curious as to what my opinion would be. I generally consider myself to be as liberty-oriented as somebody possibly could be in the Republican Party without walking away and just joining the Libertarian Party. I have two big issues with the Libertarian Party that, quite frankly, are deal-breakers at this point. I would say they're better on most issues than the Republican Party is as far as they hold the line. But they're never going to get anything done with the current setup of Collin County. And it's unfortunate. They will never be able to do anything at the state level. I appreciate all the work they do. I appreciate that they keep putting forth issues and problems so that we can address them. And I demand out of my elected officials, out of my party, that we come to the fight and say, hey, look, we agree with you guys on these issues. This is our proposed solution. Now, maybe it's not a perfect libertarian solution, but if we're arguing for smaller or less government, if we're arguing for less intrusive government, if we're arguing for lower taxes, if we're arguing for more liberty, you guys should be on the same page. Now, even some rank and file Democrats from time to time are going to agree with us if we are holding the line for liberty. And that's what I try and do every day that I make an episode. Every day I bring it forth and I tell you, this is what's going on in Texas, in Collin County, in McKinney. This is what we could do about this. This is what I think we should do about this. This is a labor of love. I have not made a single dime off of this. And as of right now, I don't even know that I should ask for money for what I do. Because quite frankly, I enjoy it a lot right now. But it's a little bit of a burden. I got to be honest. I could be doing other things. I could be the leader of another club. I could be, you know, running for office. I could be actively participating in other things, but I choose to do this. I choose to invest in this. I'm not ruling out anything else I could be doing, but this is my priority when it comes to politics. This is my priority when it comes to being involved. I showed up to about eight or nine school board meetings in a row and I spoke my piece. And I made some people happy and some people less happy. I threaded the needle on a couple of issues, but I got to tell you, it didn't change a darn thing on that school board. And I don't know if it's because the six other votes on the Miss Kinney school board are that beholden to whoever their benefactor is, or if they're that afraid of something, but they refuse to budge. So the only solution we have is to replace them. Now I know we're going to have a group of citizens running against these people that have Largely been in office for more than a decade. And I'm hoping to get a couple of them retired this next go round. That doesn't fix the city council. I had a couple of people I know that tried to run for city council in 2019, 2021, and they were unsuccessful. But you know what? I'm certain some of them will be given another run in 2023. We're going to have a, actually, we're going to have an open seat and one that 
might as well be an open seat and one that's going to have a new guy in it. And it'd be curious, can we improve our situation? Can we look past the idea that we all have to be in lockstep and agree on every little thing? And here's the interesting thing about Texas. Going right back to the original point that I started this episode off, nobody expects us all to be on the same page. We agree on one issue, Texas independence. We agree that we want a constitutional republic when we're done. We agree we want our constitution to be solid and to protect liberty. Beyond that, there's a whole lot of stuff that needs to be discussed. There's a whole lot of details that need to be filled in. But I am confident that we have good people at the leadership of the Texas nationalist movement. I'm confident that we have some good state reps and state senators that are on board with this. I'm confident that we can fix a lot of the other, let's say, deficient representatives that we have right now. But we have to show up to the fight. We have to be involved now. We have to start fixing the problems we have at the municipal level, at the school board level, and some places at the county level, so that when we're ready to get our independence, we have a strong, solid bench of people that know what they want and are willing to defend liberty and put their principles before party. Put truth before the personalities involved. And do the right thing. And honestly, that's what it always comes down to. You have to be willing to do the right thing. Occasionally, the court does the right thing. Occasionally, the state government does the right thing. We need to encourage that. When our state reps and state senators do the right thing, we need to be letting them know, this is great. We're so glad you did this. When they do the wrong thing, we need to call them. We need to email them. We need to show up at their office. We need to tell them, I don't know why you did this. This is a bad idea. This is why it's a bad idea. And I really wish you would change your opinion or do something different with this. We need to show them some respect, a little kindness and love, because you always get better results with honey than you do with vinegar. We have to lead by example. We have to know what we want and we have to be willing to preach it. And with that, I'm going to wrap this up just a tad bit early. This was a Texas Tuesday. It was on the 30th of July, 2022, episode 250. And as I say, like the show, share the show, comment it, give a review. And I would be really curious as to what the input is on my little tagline that I threw out there. And if you don't know what it is, please go back and listen to the show. (laughs) And with that, until tomorrow, I will see you on the other side.